0: I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Today we are continuing our military spouse series. I hope you guys have enjoyed that this month. I know I have. And today I'm sharing my conversation with my friend Heather Stapleton. She is a Navy wife from Florida and she's been in direct sales for 14 years now. She has been with two wonderful companies, 31 Gifts and Lemongrass Spa. And something so amazing about Heather, she has reached the top of the compensation plan in not just one, but both companies. And she did it very intentionally and she did it by incorporating some different habits into her business. And today she shares those with us. So I'm really excited to hear her tips and tricks and secrets for reaching the top. And even if the top of the compensation plan is not in your goals, (laughs) that's okay. I think that you'll find some really practical advice on efficiently and effectively running your business from wherever you are and whatever your circumstances look like. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for being here today. It's great to see you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for asking me. I appreciate you being a guest. All right, so I would love for you to tell
1: everybody about your family. Okay. Uh, well, I am married to my husband Rob, and we've been married for twenty-one years, and we have four kids. And Lauren is eighteen, so I guess I actually have one adult and three kids. So Lauren's eighteen, Landon is sixteen, Lainey is fourteen, and Leland is twelve. And yes, I'm a planner. They were planned all like that. So every time I was uh, 10 months or they were 10 months old, our plan was to get pregnant and it worked, uh, thankfully. So, um, and I did stick with the L's because my maiden name is Lane and um, I wanted to continue the Lane name because I have no brothers. So, and we actually have two dogs, Lincoln and (laughs) Louie.
0: Oh, cute. I love that. And I love that your daughter is named Laney. That's so adorable. Yeah. So sweet. I love that so much. Carrying on the name. All right. So you guys are in the military. Tell us a little about your military journey.
1: So my husband, uh, before I met him, he went to one year of college and he decided that he didn't really know what he wanted his major to be. So he talked to a recruiter and enlisted in the air force much to his family's surprise, nobody was in the military. And then he was there for in enlisted as an in the Air Force for uh, about a year and thought, well, maybe I should go back to school. And so he went to school on the GI Bill. Uh, so what you have to do is do the guard and then do GI Bill. So he switched to the guard, which was like a weekend a month or something. And uh, we met in college when he came to Valdosta State in Georgia and where I was and I saw him and uh, he's six, seven. And so I've tall, I'm 5'10". And when I saw him, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to meet that guy. And so I did. And that was about 25 years ago. And um, then when he got out with a chemistry degree, it was hard for him to find a job. And so he was thinking, well, maybe I should go back into the military. And it was right after 9-11. Well, he was actually still a guard person, but he's thinking maybe I should go back in as an officer now that I have my degree. And So he did. And um, that started our journey in the Air Force. And then he uh, was at in Montgomery, Alabama at OTS. He was an instructor at officer training school and was um, teaching doctors, preachers, nurses, things like that, how to be an officer. And so they came straight in out of medical school. And he kind of always wanted to be a doctor. And um, he was thinking to himself, you know, if these people can go through medical school, I can too. And so we prayed about it. And Uh, He applied to two medical schools and got in and the Air Force, um, he did not take a scholarship from the Air Force. We just left the Air Force after 13 years because we didn't know if we wanted to be in the military as a doctor. But anyway, so we left and we moved to the middle of uh, a very rural town in Virginia. Uh, where he went to medical school and I supported us selling purses, which I'll tell you about later. And um, then he felt like he should uh, go back into the military. And so he applied to the Navy and now he is a doctor in the Navy family practice.
0: I love that he is, you know, he's in the military, but he's also living his dream that, you know, he said that he had always wanted to be a doctor. And I I love that he's able to do both to serve his country and to be a doctor and serve the country in that way too. And so that's, that's amazing. So thank you for your service, Mr. Stapleton. Mm -hmm. All right. So you supported your family through direct sales while your husband was going through medical school in the military. And that is kind, like you said, you're in a rural town. And so what was your, how did you get into direct sales? You know, what was your thought process? Like, Oh, I need to, I need to get a job. Like what, how did you get into direct sales? while he was going through medical school.
1: Yep, so when he was um, thinking about the Air Force, you know, I was still working. I actually worked at State Farm and I said, well, if you go into the Air Force, does that mean I can stay at home? Will we make enough money to stay at home? We had one child at that time and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so, you know, child after child, um, we had at this time when I entered into this company, my first company was 31. Um, I was pregnant and had a, um, I think like a six month old, a one year old and a two year old. So it was a little crazy at my house. And so I wanted to get out of my house and have fun and make money, but I didn't want to have a for myself, I didn't want to put them in daycare because it was a lot of kids and I was pregnant. And um, So I found 31 through a friend who had a party and I just thought, well, I could definitely do this. And so I did, I signed up when I was pregnant and um, I would, after I had the baby, you know, I was still doing it and I would actually nurse my fourth, because I would be like, I'm leaving. And I would take my fourth. And I'd be like, I have a party tonight, guys, I'll see you later. And uh, I would leave and nurse before I left, I would uh, bring the baby, put the baby in the uh, carrier seat, and then let him sleep while I did my party and then nurse him before I left and go back home. And so I was able to do that uh, really wonderfully. So while you were doing
0: 31 and 31 parties, when you had these little kids and you were just wanting to get out of the house, was your intention all along to promote to a higher level and
1: that's how you supported your family or what was your intention there? Well, my first intention was just to have a little bit of extra money, um, for fun things like dance lessons or sports or things like that. But then when my husband said he was going to go to medical school, I was like, oh, okay. So I was thinking to myself, you know, I have a degree in criminal justice. So where we moved, um, there was a prison, but I wasn't going to work at the prison. (laughs) Um, there was a couple other opportunities. Like I could have worked at the college, but I told myself, I can do this. You know, I've seen people in 31, make a lot of money, enough money to support a family. I said, I can do it. At this point, I was making $800, which is a fun amount for somebody who's just using it for extra money. I was a director and, but I knew I could do more with it and be at home with my kids. And so, um, I was determined and i told my husband give me six months and i will make this work that's great and you did it in six months you started making a full-time income well no i told my husband if i'm not making enough to support us by six months like i didn't know what that looked like because i wasn't really sure what it would be like to support six people but i said i will look for a real job and so the way that i did that was i didn't know anybody there and this was really before facebook parties I may have had Facebook, but I don't even remember if I did at this point. It was 14 years ago. Maybe. I can't remember the exact month but or date, but I was uh, had a two, four, six, and eight-year-old. So yes, my, my youngest one is 12. So it was 10 years ago. And I actually didn't know anybody. My real estate agent had a 31 consultant. So I went to Walmart and I this is how I built my business. I Of course, $800 a month is not enough to live on for six people. So we were we were poverty level, actually, but in this town where we lived, a lot of other people were too. Um, it was a very rural town. Median income was 20000 and so I was a little nervous on how I was going to make 31 work, but it worked wonderfully um, because they don't have the cute little boutiques on the side of the road. So I brought it to them, and but the way that I met my customers and future hostesses was I would go to Walmart. And I would uh, take my children with me, of course, and uh, because you always look less intimidating when you have children following you around. And they all had to hold on the cart and we're pushing through Walmart. And, um, it, you know, every time I went to Walmart, I couldn't afford groceries, obviously. So I would put things like toilet paper wall, uh, something that I could put right back and not use it, but just so I didn't look like a weird stalker. And I would walk <laughs> around until I found a nice woman. And I would go up to her and I would say, um, Hey, do you mind if I ask you a question, ma'am? And she'd be like, yeah, sure. I say, well, where do you get your haircut? It's so cute. And we just moved here and I would let, we're looking for somewhere to go. Not knowing that we couldn't really afford haircuts, but (laughs) so I didn't feel like I was manipulating people, I felt like I was helping my family. Um, and she would always be like, Yes, I mean, because eventually it was going to be able to afford haircuts for everybody, and so she would tell me who she got her haircut with, and I would pull out my notebook, write it down, and just tell her thank you, and then say, Well, do you mind if I ask you one more question? Okay, you know, and just hold the silence. And she was like, Yeah, sure. And uh, I say, Well, do you mind if I share my catalog with you? and then she'd be like, yeah, what what catalog is it? I was like, oh, it's thirty one. Do you have a consultant? And she say no. If she said yes, I would say, well, thank you so much. I you know for your time, um, and thank you for the hair person's name. Um, and then I would give her the catalog, and then I would say, do you mind if I get your information, your cell number to follow up? I didn't ask for email. I said cell number, and she was like, yes, of course, you know. And I was like, okay, great. And I wrote her cell number down. And I'd say, well, do you mind if I follow up with you in a couple days? It's Tuesday. What about Friday? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Do you work? Yeah, I work. Okay. What about eight o'clock at night? Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Okay. And then I would write it down. I would text her at eight o'clock and see what she thought about it. And then ask her if she um would like to do a party. And you know, and and she did. And that's why I built my whole business there. That's just so amazing to me. I love that.
0: People would actually say when they when you'd call back, people would would they say, sure, I'd love to do a party with you. Was that a yeah. lot? Wow, yep. that's amazing. I feel like A lot of times, you know, we give out samples or depending on your business, whatever that might look like for you, samples catalogs, people will often say like, well, I I give out samples all the time, but nobody ever purchases. They don't place giant orders after they, you know, and it's because there's that step that you, that extra step that you took that maybe might feel uncomfortable to some people, but it's that extra step of asking for their information, telling them you're going to follow up with them and actually following up with them. And not you know, I feel like that is the key to handing out any kind of samples or catalogs. You have to have that follow up component, or else you won't see that return on that effort there. So that's truly amazing, and I'm sure
1: it was very nerve wracking to do that, but I'm sure it got easier as you did it, right? <laughs> yes, and it got to, to the point where my kids were like, "If we're at the dentist, mom, that that woman over there sitting there, she looks really nice. You should go." <laughs> I mean, one lady walked out and I had to go to the parking lot and chase her, not chase her, but my kids were like, mom, you need to go talk that lady right now. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm filling out paperwork. And they were like, Oh mom. And I was like, okay, because they knew that that's how I provided food for our family and, and clothing and whatever else we needed. And, you know, I did the exact same thing with lemongrass spa, the company I'm with now, the follow up, I would send out samples and follow up. And that's how I built my business. That's amazing. And I love that
0: having your kids involved, it shows that it's such a family affair. This is a family business. It's not just an individual. I mean, it is an individual business, but it's also a family business. And I love that your kids were cheering you on as you went and it helped. It helped. What if you wouldn't have gone after that person in the parking lot, you know? So I love hearing that so much. They're so sweet. All right. So you were, you've been in, how long have you been in direct sales altogether? You said 14 years, 14 years. Yep. Yeah, that's a long time. So when you started with 31 was your, you had intended on, you
1: said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the top. That was your intention from the beginning, right? I did. I actually remember going to a conference with 31 and meeting the owner, Cindy Monroe, we got to stand in line to get a picture with her. And I told her, I remember everything, what she was wearing, everything. And I told her, I said, I'm going to support my family with 31 while my husband goes to medical school. And she's like, wow, that's awesome. And she encouraged me. And, um, you know, it was such a special moment and I'll never forget it. And you did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's just so amazing. So how long did it take you? I mean, it wasn't overnight. How long did it take you to go from, you know, just starting to getting to the top?
1: Well, I, it took me seven years with 31. Um, and I feel like it's because I, I, it was a learning curve. And I had to watch a lot of successful people and figure out what they did and switch my habits to be a kind of a different person um, from the hobbyist to the, uh, you know, full time career, it's not full time hours, but I needed to make full time money. Um, And so that's basically, uh, it did take me a while with 31. I mean, seven years isn't a long time, because you can't really go to a job and say, Hey, I'm going to get a promotion where I'm making like, five times what I'm making right now, you know, they, they're not going to really go for that. But so seven years, isn't a long time. If you really do something that, that big. Mm -hmm. And so you
0: felt that you were to get out of direct sales for a little
1: while. Tell us about that part of your journey. So I, about the 10 year mark with 31, I just felt the Lord, things were happening with my company as far as for me and my, uh, path. And so I felt like it was time to leave. And so I did, it was very hard. It was like, I birthed a child through that, you know, (laughs) through that time there. And it was super special to me. And I really felt like I would be with 31 my whole life. And so anyway, things just changed and moved into a different direction. And I thought that I might need to get a real job. Um, my husband was still a resident and we needed my money. And so I, I, got my license to sell real estate. That was the first thing I did. I said, I could study for these classes while I'm working 31 and, um, you know, take the class and then join a real estate agency. And I did. And I went with a bigger company, which I felt was, I don't know, just kind of, I wish I would have gone with a smaller company or somebody that paid more attention to me. And I'm not saying I failed at real estate because of someone else, but I do feel like if somebody might've held my hand or given me a direct more direction, which is why I give my consultants a lot of direction that join me. um, I feel like I might've done well, with it, but it didn't work. And then I, so I do not have my license anymore. And so then I almost got a pharmaceutical job. I uh, was like into my fourth interview and I went really well. And then my fourth interview was with a woman who said it wasn't aggressive enough. And so I was okay with that. I felt like it maybe wasn't the Lord's will. And so then I um, got my license to sell insurance and it's not life insurance. It's more like pay for your funeral insurance. And it was, Uh, not the best job, I would go to uh, knock on doors, and I would go and ask them, they actually filled out a card. And so they kind of, you know, asked for it, but they didn't remember. (laughs) So they never wanted to talk to me. And it was in low income housing. And it was just, uh, I would cry every time I'd have to get out and work that. And so then I just started praying that God would show me another direct sales company. Cause I miss the community. I miss the girls. I love men. I mean, I'm a married to a, to a man, but <laughs> I really like working with women more. Yes. Um, you know, just, I don't know, there's just something about it. And, uh, so my friend, um, I asked her about what she recommends because she was a coach in the direct sales business and a Christian and, I said, I've been praying about it and I just need another company. And she asked me about lemongrass spa. And I told her, no, I've never heard of that. Uh, But my cousin had just passed away from breast cancer. And so I was very into natural products anyway, looking for that. And, I said, do you think the owner would talk to me? Because I have failed at like three major things. And before I sign up with a company, I would love to talk to her. And she said, I don't know. Let me ask. And so for those listening, I do not recommend that you ask to speak to your owner. Um, But in my situation, I felt like I needed to do it just so I could make an informed decision.
0: I love that. I love that. And for that person who said you weren't aggressive enough, I think that that is, I think you asking to speak to the owner of a company, I feel like that's very aggressive and I feel like that lady was wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think though that the pharmaceutical industry is different. True. Very true. You know, and so many people that sign up with me, as a consultant, they're like, well, I'm not a good salesperson. And now I can say, well, I'm not either. <laughs> uh, because yes, I failed at at real estate and I didn't get the pharmaceutical job because I'm not a cutthroat person. I'm a mm-hmm. relationship person. And so I think anybody can do this. It takes a certain personality to be a pharmaceutical rep. That's
0: very true. I like that point a lot.
1: <laughs> so it goes yeah. to show you what well, guys, what Einstein
0: wasn't, didn't they, Then he flunked out of school and, you know, and Heather Stapleton. Right. Michael Jordan didn't make his basketball team. And Heather Stapleton was told she wasn't an aggressive enough salesperson. And here she is. she She has, she was able to get to the top of the compensation plan in 31. And then now she is a brand new platinum director with Lemongrass Spa, which in our company. I know sometimes, uh, with compensation plans, they're different for different companies. And so, uh, that is, that is the top of the top for our company, which is so incredible and it is a very elite group. And so now you have gotten to the top of two companies, which is, that is very intentional and it is very impressive. And I'm just so thankful to be chatting with you today because I feel like sometimes people do start by saying, you know hey i just want to make some extra money for my family i want to be able to afford dance lessons or i want to be able to afford you know basketball or i want to be able to afford extra groceries every month because i have four children to feed or whatever it is but then it turns into after they kind of get bit by the bug it kind of turns into okay wow where can this go this can really go somewhere so what i know that you mentioned a couple minutes ago you mentioned that you have certain habits. So what I know that the military has really shaped your view or military life. I feel like in just watching you as a person, I feel like military life has really shaped your view on habits. Will you tell us about your, you know, your viewpoint on habits and how that has affected your life and your business?
1: Yeah, sure. So being in the military, um, we move a lot. So we generally move we have moved in 12 months uh, but we generally move to every two to three years we've been here for actually the longest we've been here for three years um and so being in the military as a my husband being in the military you know he's very structured very scheduled and for me starting with my first child i was working and so I've always been extremely scheduled. I recommend baby wise. That's the type of person I am. Some baby wise is a book that you can get, and it's all about scheduling your kids. And for me, I am a scheduler. Some people are not, so it might not work for you, but I was, you know, had my children sleeping through the night. I did breastfeed, but all at four weeks, four to six weeks. And they were all potty trained because I had another one coming by like 16 they started. And then by 18, they were done because by 24, I had another one coming. Um, So I kind of try to run my business that way. But I'll never forget in the very beginning of my career with 31, I got to talk to the owner. And she said, I asked her because we had calls with her as leaders. And this was way back when they first started. um, And I said, you know, what's one tip that you can give me to be successful at this business. And at this time, I had a one year old, a three year old, a five year old and a seven year old. And she said, set business hours. And I was like, Oh gosh, I could never set business hours. I have, you know, these little kids. And she said, set business hours. I don't care if it's one hour a day. She said, you have to do that. And so unfortunately it did take me three years to do that. Um, But when I finally did that, my hobby started to turn into a business because I could really see that if I started to be intentional about my time, my business would pay me back basically. And so that was such a great thing. And so all of this stuff I learned with 31, I incorporated into lemongrass and I actually promoted to senior executive director, the fastest ever in the company with lemongrass. It was one year. And so what took me seven years in 31, it took me one year in lemongrass spa. And, um, so my main focus is always on who's my next team member going to be sales are always going to come. but. Focusing on building a team, if you want to make good money, uh, whatever good money is for you, um, you know, you really need to build a team. And building a team is an amazing thing. And that's what I missed when I left thirty one to go do a real job. I missed the community. I missed the team environment. I missed talking to my girls. Um, it was just like a, a something inside that I was like, I just have to get that back. And so I was able to do that with Lemongrass. And so the habits are: um, I basically have. Um, I've written down everything here that kind of, I feel helped me move to the next level. So do you want me to go into that?
0: Sure. I would love to hear your tips for success. That would be amazing. Cause I know everybody is
1: dying to hear them. Okay. Awesome. So I came up with kind of, uh, my own acronym. It doesn't mean anything, but it's F B G R L R. so, the first one is faith and family, um, putting your faith in your family first above your business is so important to me um, because so many times um, work, if you're working a nine to five job, it has to come before your family. You don't have that choice. And so when I started with 31, I will never forget. I was sitting at the dinner table with all of my kids, four kids and my husband and the phone rang. And I I remember who it was exactly. I remember the conversation. I remember where I went. I went to the backyard. And so I had my phone near me while I was eating dinner. And I took the call and I left the table and I was outside talking to this consultant who was super excited. It was like 5 30 or something. And I was like, Yeah, you know, and just talking and having a good time. And then I walk back into the my kitchen and I see my kids sitting there looking at me, thinking, I mean, they were all young. Some of them weren't thinking anything, but um, <laughs> I, I was wondering, you know, are they thinking wow, she's such a hard worker, or wow, that call was more important than me and dinner time. And so at that point, I was like, I'm never going to do that again. And so, and you know, and that was around the time that I set business hours. And because um, you always want your family to to be your cheerleader. Because so many times women are involved in five or six different direct sales companies and their husbands are a little bit of a doubting Thomas, which is understandable because, um, you know, sometimes people will just sign up for something and then they don't do anything with it. So then when you tell your husband, I've got another company, you know, he's not going to be excited, but the way to make them excited is to provide something valuable and for your family too. So if you can get them involved um, and I'll talk about that in goals, but um, putting your family first is definitely so important in this industry. Um, and then the next one is business hours. And so that's what I t- kind of talked about initially. And I know it's hard to set business hours. If you are a working mom, um, if you have four or five or six, or maybe even just one little one that requires a lot of your time, maybe you have a special needs child. Um, but there's always hours during the day that you can fit in if you want to make this work. I mean, it just depends on how bad you want to make it work. Maybe it's not worth it, but if it's something that you want to do, there are always hours. And so what I used to do when I had uh, little kids Um, was I would work out at the YMCA and I worked out for two hours and I was able to keep the kids in the childcare for two hours. And so I would work out for an hour and then I would get my laptop and I would sit in the common area where they had Wi-Fi, and I would do my work there for one hour and the kids were happy. They have slides and things like that. And so that was, I could do that every day if I wanted to, um, because they loved going there. It was getting out of the house, being around other kids. Um, or take my laptop to Burger King while the kids play in the play area. And I was able to do that, or at a park. Um, you know, so there's so many different options. Another thing that I did was um, when the kids were little, I would tell my husband, okay, one night a week, I have to leave the house and go to Panera Bread or Starbucks or whatever is in your town, a small coffee shop and work. And so, I always trained my children to go to sleep on time. (laughs) Um, And to go to sleep well, so I didn't have to leave my husband with a crazy family. If you have a crazy family, it's okay, you just have to promise your husband that you'll do something for him when you get home or something like rub his back or something. But um, my kids always went to bed at 730. So I would tell my husband, I fixed dinner, all you have to do is put the kids at seven bed at 730. I'll be back at 10. So I would go and work from eight to 10. um, And I would get my work done. And you can do that more than once a week. But you know, just finding those hours was super important for me. So business hours was the next thing. Um, So that was FB. And then G is goals. Um, Definitely, I am a huge goal setter. I wanted to promote um, to platinum director by my four year anniversary. And I did. So um, October was my four year anniversary. So that was super important. Um, So I was able to do that. But rewarding yourself is so important when you set a goal. And so sometimes I would um, tell myself, okay, so if you sell $2,000 this month, you can go get a pedicure next month, you know, and it was just something that I shared with myself to motivate myself. Um, But getting your family involved, like I said, with putting your family first is also very motivating for them. Um, If you, like, for instance, want to go on a trip to Disney, and you know, it's going to cost I don't even know, $5,000. Um, then you get your kids like, okay, guys, I know that I'm about to start working a lot and, but we are going to earn a trip to Disney. Okay. Every time I go to a party, yes, some of my money has to go to bills, but some of it's going to go to this trip to Disney that you guys all want to take. And so I'm going to, you draw a big thermometer, put it on the refrigerator and say, Okay, guys, I made $200 tonight, let's color in 200 up to 200. Oh, my gosh, we're getting so close. And so they're pushing you out the door to go to your party versus Oh, my gosh, you know, mom has to go to another party. Um, Or if it's maybe a trip for you and your husband to get away, you know, and then he's involved. And he's like, Oh, my gosh, yeah, go, go, go. (laughs) Um, And so getting your family involved, or even just paying for travel leagues. Um, You know, your daughter's like, Mom, I really want to play travel volleyball or something. And it's super expensive. Well, okay, then you gotta help me stamp catalogs and you gotta help me send out emails. You know, when they're teenagers, they can do stuff like that. So getting them where they are loving what you're doing and not hating what you're doing and putting those boundaries around your business hours and being with your family when it's family time and being with your business when it's business time and letting them know that I'm going to be in here with my door closed. I've had a closet for my office a couple of times and I don't care. As long as I can close the door, I'm good. <laughs> and they would know mom's in the closet for a little bit. Um, and then relationships um, is huge. Uh, so what I have found over my time in the last 14 years is that I'm not selling a product. I'm not selling a company. I'm really selling myself and people will not really buy from you unless they know, like, and trust you. And so for me, I do add my customers to Facebook and um, this is just a personal thing that I do because I want them to see me in my real life and I want to see them in their real life as well. And it just works for me. And so I have Built my business over Facebook, being in the military, um, and over social media. Of course, I do have local customers, but letting people see my life and see into my life is important to me because I want them to trust me. I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, these people are giving me their credit card information. So, I don't want them to fear. Uh, they, I want them to see that I'm a, a good person and that I, you know, live what I talk. And that's how I do it. And then with their consultants that join your team. That is one huge thing that I feel was my helped me with my success is that building a relationship with them, getting to know them, um, not just, oh, signing them up and then saying bye, you know, good luck. And that's what I feel like happened a little bit with real estate. so i I tell my new consultants that you know are on my direct team, I never want anyone to feel like that, so I'm here to partner with you if you want it. And so building relationships is really one of the biggest keys. So, faith and family first business hours, goals, relationships, and then learn. And that has to go with the habits. Um, you know, you gotta have to learn what works and watch the people that are successful because, you know, successful people, I can pretty much guarantee you didn't want to do what you didn't want to do either, but they did it. Um, you know, it's so easy to once you drop the kids off from school to come home and sit down, relax, watch TV you know, then it's an hour goes by, then two hours go by, and then, you know, let me go check them out. And then, Oh, the kids are coming home. <laughs> um, so just watching other people and what they do, watching the successful people and surrounding yourself with successful people also, you know, not, it doesn't have to be doctors and lawyers and things like that, but just people that are successful in direct sales is going to really help propel you forward because you don't have the complainers in your life. Um, complainers are, everywhere and dream stealers. And so you have to really be really cognizant of who you are hanging out with. And, and then if you see someone that's successful, maybe watch them on Facebook, see what they're doing. How are they celebrating their team? I always model successful people and try to do kind of what they do and switch my, Habits to doing what they do, based and sometimes I've actually called people in the past. I remember calling somebody in thirty one and just saying, "Hey, I, I really admire your success, and I would love to chat with you for like ten minutes. I know you're super busy, so I've done that a couple times and asked them specific questions. Um, so that's something that I love doing. And then the last one is referrals. Um, you know this business isn't for everyone uh your business isn't for everyone i for myself you know i only cook so my family can survive i absolutely do not enjoy cooking so unfortunately i don't like buying things that are expensive to cook with but some people do other people don't like natural products like i do and so they might just buy what's on sale you know at the big store on the corner and so that might not be my customer but they might know somebody that is gluten-free um, or somebody that has cancer in their family, or maybe even is experiencing cancer. So I always ask my friends who aren't interested in lemongrass spa, "Hey, if you know somebody, I would love to talk to them. I would love to bless them and help them out with anything in their life if they're gluten free or anything like that. So just keep me in mind um, for the future, and I'll I'll get you a gift, something you'll like, I promise. And uh, but if you do refer someone to me, I'll I'll get you a gift. I'll get you something special." Um, because people want to help you, but if you don't ask them, you know, they might not ever help you. That's right. I love
0: all these tips. They're so practical. I know business hours is life-changing and I know that this day and age States are shutting down and people are going back to, into virtual schooling and things like that. What are, what is, and I know that you said, cause it, and it's true because we have routines no matter, even if like, I'm not the most scheduled person. However, even if people don't have a schedule, they have a routine. So people will, you know, everybody gets up, you know, and everybody has coffee in the morning and then everybody has breakfast. And then everybody, you know, after they do something in the morning and then, so there's always a routine that people follow. So I feel like you said, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what your circumstances are, you can always find some sort of business, business schedule that you can keep to no matter what your life looks like right now. And I know that it's crazy for so many people. So what would your, besides that, you know, is there any other advice you have for people who are like, well, my kids don't go to school. They're not old. They're so little. (laughs) What is some, some encouragement that you can give to them? You know, if they're getting discouraged, like, I just can't, I don't have time to work my business right now because of, of certain circumstances.
1: Right. So sometimes as a mom and a wife, um, this wouldn't really apply to single people, but as a mom and a wife, I feel like we sometimes get overlooked and, you know, in a, in a world where um, we are a stay at home mom, or even if you are working, you might not even get praise at work, but there's just something about this that fills some kind of uh, special place in my heart. Um, and I just get chills thinking about it, that this has brought something into my life that I just can't even explain. Like working full time is hard. Um, being a mom is hard. And this is fun. Like doing this is so fun. And you never know, too, if you are working when something like this could turn into your plan A. Um, If you work it hard enough, and you want to do something like this, I mean, it it, you just never know. And so for me, um, as a mom and a wife, who doesn't always get recognized, you know, it's fun to be in a business where I get recognized for things that I do, I get pats on the back, you know, and as a mom, that doesn't always happen. And so I love being a mom and I love being a wife, but there's just something about this that it's really hard to explain to people that aren't involved in direct sales. It, it's just a special special thing.
0: Yeah, and so I feel like even if, you know, you're discouraged, you know, whatever stage of life you're in, if you're discouraged, like Heather said, just keep on going because it's the there's sometimes intangible things that are so worth doing and if you put in that time and you put in that effort you're going to you're going to get those things that you might not have even thought about those little side benefits like you said like recognition or and recognition can come in the form of you know free products or free trips or (laughs) things like that and or even just a shout out on your team page that goes such a long way so definitely hang in there because yes it's discouraging and yes it's crazy and life is crazy but you you definitely deserve to have that recognition. You know, women deserve this recognition. We deserve it. We're awesome. (laughs) So, and if you just keep on going and just hang in there, it'll come, right?
1: Yeah. And I I would like to say too, if someone is struggling and if you are in a business and you don't feel like you're doing well and you want to do better, reach out to your leader. Okay. Your leader gets paid to help you. That's just how it is. And they are expected to help you. So reach out to your leader or to the person that signed you up and say, look, I want to do more with my business. I need to help. I need help. And because as a leader with, I mean, we have almost 700 people in our downline. I, I don't always know. And of course I have amazing leaders. So I, in my core, I have about a hundred or a little more, but for my girls, if they're struggling I might not know it. And so I would encourage you if you are struggling to just reach out to your leader, reach out to your leader's leader, you know, somebody and just say, Hey, I want to take my business to the next level. Can you partner with me to do that? And I'm sure they would probably be willing to, if not, there's somebody above them that would be.
0: We as direct sellers and leaders in direct sales, we want nothing more than everybody to succeed. We want that. We want everybody to do the best that they can. We want everybody to be a top leader, right? And right. when you you know you you realize that and you realize that we're all on the same team, we want to help you. It just takes reaching out and asking for help and working together and something beautiful can come out of that for sure. So I love all these habits, but what is some advice that you would give to a brand new consultant who has that in their vision? Like I am going to succeed and nothing's going to stop me. So what would you, what's what encouragement would you give them?
1: Um, so I always tell my new consultants that, you know, this business is definitely, uh, if it was easy, everybody on your street would be rich with limit with uh direct sales or they would be making lots of money in direct sales it's not easy but it's simple so if you can figure out a system to get you going and to be consistent um it's simple it, but it's not easy so you're going to have to take the nose and not take them personally you're going to have to be uh you know rejected um you're going to have to just put yourself out there be vulnerable but also align yourself with people that are successful try to do what they're doing and have a goal, have a why, you know, so I always say, what is, why are you selling lemongrass ball or why are you selling what you sell? And it's never the money. It's always, what is that money going to do for you? So if you really want to get a new car, print out a picture of your car and put it on your wall. If you want to take your kids to Disney, put a picture of the castle on your wall. Um, And so when you're tired and you don't want to go approach that person, or you don't want to go do that party, you look at that picture And you think that's the reason I'm doing this and really just focus on the why or the reason that you signed up to do this company and everything else will fall into place. You just continue to work hard, put one step in front of the other, set your business hours, set your goals and just be diligent about working your business. And
0: you do something really unique at in-home parties. I know right now that's different, looks different for everybody, but in-home parties, you have, actually, I think you do it on Facebook parties too, but you have a why bag, going back to the sharing your why. And I know that that was very powerful for your,
1: for, especially when you started out. Can you tell us more about your why bag and what you have in it? Yeah, sure. So I remember going to a conference at 31, my very first conference. So I signed up, uh, and then I also need to tell you about my very first party, which was a total failure. So let me, don't let me forget about that. But um, I went to my first conference, I signed up in, I think, June and then my conference was in July and did not know a soul. The girl that I signed up with didn't actually continue. she signed up with some other company. Um, and so I went to this conference and this lady on stage said, everybody needs a Y bag. I'm like, what is a Y bag?" And uh, it was so touching to me and that I have really taken that and I've almost I can't say every party, but I'm gonna say 98% of all my parties. I have shared my Y bag. And so basically a Y bag is you just get a bag. You can get a lunchbox bag or some kind of zipper pouch or something that you just put things in. And it's little reasons as to for you as to why you decided to join this company that you're with. And so in my bag, I have a Bible, a little Bible that I pull out and I say, well, this is for, um, because I feel like I want to do what's in the Lord's will for my life. And so I pull out the Bible and show it um and so i feel like this is where i'm supposed to be right now and then i pull out um you could get like a hundred dollar bill from your monopoly game and say i basically make this each party and i feel kind of guilty because i have as much fun as you guys do um you could pull out a a chopped up credit card you know i'm paying off some debt um you could pull out a little couch if you really want to save for a couch for your family um i have uh, mickey mouse ears because i did take my kids to disney um i have an airplane because i was able to fly my kids to see my grandmother before she passed away instead of driving 15 hours and i paid for that i have a picture of me because as a mom and a wife we get overlooked it's also with my family of course i do it for financial reasons for my family but i also do it for myself Um, And I also have a big black bra that I pull out and it says, this is for all the support, you know, as I pull (laughs) up the bra, Uh, this is for all the support that I get from lemongrass spa. And, uh, it's just an amazing company and I love working with them and I, uh, it's not mine by the way, it's bigger than me. So it's not (laughs) my bra. Um, but I do clarify that. So just kind of bringing in the fun, but also the emotion. So somebody watching you is thinking oh man, I would love to get a new floor for my house. I wonder if I could do what Heather does or, oh, I would love to take my kids to Disney. So if you can relate to someone like that and they're in the room thinking like you, then they're gonna wanna maybe be even more approached from you at the end of the party when you kind of ask them about it instead of just like, oh gosh, I could never do what she does. But you know, having those reasons are, are so important. I love that idea. It's such a practical idea that anybody can do
0: at any level. And you can do that in home. You can do that Facebook. You can do that with any kind of party and it doesn't have to be a bag, but I feel like those little object lessons, those little visuals are really powerful. So you mentioned that you had a huge flop of a party for your first party.
1: So tell us about that. Yes. Okay. So my very first party, I didn't know what I was doing. The person that signed me up actually started selling another company. was like, Hey, you want to sell this? I'm like, no, I have my first party tonight. You want to come? (laughs) She's like, no. I was like, okay. So it was another military wife. And uh, so I, I went over to her house and I knocked on our door and she was holding a margarita. And then her other friend came up holding a margarita, which is fine. I think that's fun. Um, but I walked in the door. It was just the two of them. Nobody else. I didn't even have a table. I just set my stuff up on the floor. I sat down and I was like, okay, whenever you guys are ready. And they never really came. They did come in, but they weren't paying attention. They were a little tipsy. And so I left that night with no orders. Um, not even from the hostess. Nobody really even paid attention to me. But after that night, I didn't give up. And I've had other flops. I've had Facebook flops. I've had home flops, you know, but I just kind of took that as a lesson. Like, okay, what can I do next time to make this better? And uh, it was a learning lesson, but some people would have given up. So I'm going to tell you, do not give up. Everybody that is successful has had flops parties. Everyone that is not successful has had flop parties. It just happens. It's out of your control. So all you can do is just try to make it the best. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, just keep moving because there is other things on the other side of that failure that you may never know if you don't keep going. And one other thing I wanted to mention too about the flop is that's one of the reasons it's so much fun to have someone on your team. Because if you sign your friend up, you can call your friend and be like, Oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened. Or you can even take her with you and be like, let's do our first party together. You, you to mine. I'll come to yours. So that is another reason to sign a pe- person up that is a friend of yours that wants to build this with you, because it's so much more fun to have a pacing partner when you're running, working out, dieting, you know, why not have your friend with you while you're doing your journey with direct sales, because then you guys can help each other and you know, not crying each other's shoulder, but share your (laughs) miseries and then share your victories. All right. So
0: you have reached the top. So what is next for you? I mean, there's no, you know, the sky's the limit with, with direct sales. So there's, you know, there's no limit there, but what is next for you in your direct sales journey?
1: Well, we are trying to pay off debt so we can get a better house. Um, we need a we have four drivers in a two car garage, And so it is definitely tight and I'm not complaining because I'm very thankful to have a house, but, um, and then just helping as many people as I can promote, um, because I always tell people, you know, getting to your first step in leadership is the best thing. You get to have different calls with your company. Le- you know, you're a leader and you're in different, mostly, most companies, you're on a different type of track. And so if you can get to director with lemongrass spa, whatever that title is with your company, there's just something about it. You, you want to stay. And, um, if you can help others get there, they want to stay too. And so, um, I, I hope that I can help a lot of people promote. I love to see other women promote. I love to see their
0: journeys and yours has been so inspiring and I love following along and I, it's been so much fun to get to know you these last few years. Thank you, Heather, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and your routine and chatting with me about your tips for reaching the top. And even if the top isn't your goal, these habits are just for success in general, and you can incorporate one or more of these habits in your life and you will see consistent results. And when you are consistent, then you we'll see success. And so I love everything. And so I need to, I know I need to make some changes in my own business, in my own life. And so thank you so much for the inspiration and the encouragement today, Heather.
1: You're welcome. Thank you so much for asking me. It was a pleasure. I'd love to keep the conversation going
0: and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the directly different collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing, if you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at gmail.com and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.